0: Welcome to the first episode of the Physically Jacked and Financially Stacked podcast. So huge excited to be launching this one. Now, before we begin, what I want to do is offer you a free place on our seven figure scaling system mastermind for one month to enter this competition, to celebrate the launch of the podcast. All you very simply need to do are these very easy three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast. Number two, leave a five star review with some kind words. Number three, Share this your Instagram stories or some form of social media and we'll be picking five people who can join our 7 Figure Scaling System Mastermind for one month completely free to help you blow up your fitness business. Now pitch over. Now today episode number one we can talk about my story because I haven't actually talked about much about where I went from being a failed personal trainer, being overweight when I was younger, to an estate agent, to creating the largest fitness business in Europe for online coaching, moving to Dubai and completely transforming my life. So to roll back through the years, we're gonna go back to how I started, how my journey's progressed and how I've gotten to where I am now. So to roll back a uh, long long time ago, I'm now 33. Back to when I was 17, 18, I just wanted to get in shape. So I decided to become qualified as a personal trainer with what's called premier training back then. Training was awful. Uh, learned really poor information in terms of nutrition, exercise execution, but it was to make you safe to be able to train people. Now from there, I went to go and work at the very first gym group in the entire country of the UK. So if you're from the wonderful grey British Isles, you will know the gym group. Uh, so I was in the very first one in 2008 um, and that was based in Guildford. And I was PT in there for maybe six to 12 months and absolutely failed awfully. Uh, I was terrible at sales, really introverted, uh, which is ironic now talking on podcasts and do social media all the time. Um, so I couldn't really sell or engage with people very well. Also wasn't in great shape in that time either. Um, And just generally the whole thing sort of flopped and just didn't really do very well. So from that point on, I decided I had enough of that, went into ski season, Um, did that for three, four months. And I was like, to reflect on what I wanted to do with my life, because I was a bit of a turning point, which you might be right now, or you may be stuck in a position where you're a personal trainer doing like endless hours and not sure how to get off the gym floor and maybe do online, or you've got an online business and you don't know how to get to the next level. So at that point, I basically conceded defeat and I was like, okay, What I wanna do is I wanna go work a proper job. Uh, I remember one of my friends at the time, he went into real estate and I thought, that sounds quite glamorous. So I was like, I went and became an estate agent. So I basically sold myself to the devil, sold to the devil, um, gave up on the fitness dream, went in and got a proper sort of nine to five job. Now, this is a big turning point in my life and happened in a complete whim. I came back from a workout and literally just went on, um, I can't remember if it was like Indeed or Reed or something like that, looking for a job. And this advertisement came up and it was like lettings consultant. And ironically I remember the salary at the time, I think it was like twelve thousand pounds a year, uh which we make sometimes in a day. Now it gives context the reality of where you've come from. Now, taking that back, well there's a quite funny story about that actually, ironically, is that the um the job advertisement in terms of the location said Walton and I thought it meant Walton on the Hill, which was like two minutes from where I live. Ironically, it was actually in a place called Walton-on-Thames in Surrey in the UK, which was about an hour drive. So I was like, I went to the interview and I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna just try a job, see what happens. I remember the first day driving there, it took me 19 minutes to get there. And I remember calling my partner at the time being like, I can't deal with this, I'm like having a breakdown. And be like, I'm just gonna quit, not turn up and just do it. And she actually managed to talk me in to keep going. Cut a long story short. Um, I was awful at that at the beginning as well because I was very introverted, couldn't sell anything, didn't really have any confidence until it finally started to come out of me. And with persistence and relentless action, just being open to learning and being coachable, I managed to learn scale skills, how to communicate with people, and how much, almost to be like a chameleon and deal with different situations. So from there, I ended up becoming a manager of a branch for letting agents, doing like a million pounds a month. By the time I was like 23, I think that was. So it was in like two years. I had way little experience. Didn't really know what I was doing, but I was given all this responsibility at the time. And I thought, okay, awesome. And I was like, my goal at that time to give some context was to make, I was like, okay, the dream situation financially, I just want to make a hundred grand a year by the time I'm 30. Now, looking back at that now, that's like the monthly goal. So like things change very quickly in that perspective. Now, um, from there, in terms of being the state agents, I worked with that corporate job for probably five, six years. Learned loads in terms of sales, management, um, marketing, how to manage difficult people, how to manage difficult customers, all those sort of things. And within that experience, I then started training at. Um, a gym called Physique Warehouse in West Malesy, which is probably one of my favorite gyms in the UK where it all began and I started to get into the network of people who were in social media and I started to see what the opportunity was with social media in terms of okay this is a free platform I can put myself out there and then show the world what I can do now with that I actually came my own transformation when I was like 26, 27 so at this point I had never really got fully lean. I'd never got abs. Never got in shape. I'd never really done anything. I worked out all the time, did all the wrong things, never really got anywhere. I was like vanilla, just never really did anything. At that point, I made a big action. I asked for help, and I got a coach. So with that, for the first time for one summer, I think maybe like 2015, I got abs. I was like, this is fucking awesome, Um, and that was a big learning experience. Now. If you're a fitness trainer listening to this or you're in the fitness industry, you can probably relate the carryover between fitness and business. So one of the big things with that is with, if you wanna be successful in your body, it's gonna take a couple of different things. One thing is gonna be being consistent. You gotta work out pretty much every day, you eat the right foods every day, and you gotta be very organized. If you do those two things and you apply that to business, you will generally succeed because you need to be relentless and you'd be consistent and you need to get there. So with that approach, I learned from fitness and then suddenly spotting the opportunity in terms of what was going on in social media and like me documenting my own journey with that, I saw an opportunity. I saw what other people were doing and an interesting way to think about like seeing what other people are doing and not necessarily copying them. If you think about like Picasso or Mozart or whoever, in terms of an artist, a musician, like, they essentially copied someone at some point. They took inspiration from someone else. And then once they got momentum, they got confidence, they made it their own. And that's very much what I did. So I looked at others in the fitness industry in 2016 maybe, who were, 2017, who were doing online coaching, and I started to mirror it. How were they posting? What types of captions were they using? How were they talking? How were they documenting their own journey? And that's essentially what I did. I competed a few times, didn't do particularly well, worked with various coaches, really up leveled my fitness knowledge and fitness skills so I could stand by my knowledge to say I'm one of the best trainers in the world. And I continue to do that today. So like in the summer, I'm going to Colorado to learn from Kasim Hansom, some practical in-person stuff. I work with new coaches all the time and that self-development is a never ending journey. Now from being um, like in the estate role, I was essentially doing the Gary Vee side hustle and Two of the biggest inspirations for me in terms of like building business and building wealth were Gary Vaynerchuk. So in terms of his social media approach, in terms of being um, everywhere, giving value and just trying to help people. And then Grant Cardone in terms of from a sales point of view. And one of the favorite things I remember Grant Cardone always talking about was like omnipresence. So it's like being everywhere at all times. So like being on all platforms, being in front of people and being consistently relentless and that will eventually get you to where you wanna be. So from there, uh, probably took me two, three years of working in my estate agency job full-time and then building up my fitness business. And I remember at one point I was competing, so I was like training twice a day, working full-time in a like pretty serious job, commuting an hour each way, and then also probably managing 200 fitness clients. Now, to give some context to people who say they have 50 clients, they don't have time to do the check-ins, they don't have time to do anything, that's complete bullshit. And if that's you right now, you should probably reach out to help from a mentor because you're gonna be going around in circles for a very long period of time. Now. From here, when my business starts to get to the point where I was earning substantially more from my uh, fitness online business and my professional career, I made the big leap in terms of thinking like, fuck this, I'm gonna leave the nine to five, I'm gonna go solo, I'm gonna be able to do what I want when I want with who I want, which has always been my life's ambition. From that point, I remember working at the agency, which is a fairly harsh world in terms of how you get paid. If I gave him my notice, I would get... Um, a month that I'd have to work. And in that month, I wouldn't get paid any commission. So I'd get paid basically half of what I should do. So I was like, fuck this shit, I'm not doing that. So well, I remember the day I got paid, like walking to work, clearing all my shit, and basically like I'm leaving and I'm coming back, went home. And I remember my boss calling me being like, uh, you have to come back. And I was like, no, I don't. And for me, that was one of the most truly liber- liberating moments of my life because I remember um, distinctly realizing like, okay, as long as I back myself, I work super, super hard. Really sickly, I never have fucking listened to anyone else other there again. And that for me is freedom. And that's what you can do if you have the right mindset and the right attitude and put in the work. Now, from that point onwards, uh, ironically actually, if you want to watch, there's a video a long way back in my IGTV, which was me. I just wanted to film it afterwards. I filmed as soon as I left my job, just like rambling off the top of my head in terms of how I felt at the time. And it's fucking awesome to be fair. So that's probably back there from, ooh, 2019. It was I think the 25th of February that I left my job. Still remember that date. Week after I went to the Arnold Classic in the US to Columbus, uh, which was a wonderful experience. So from that point onwards, Business tends to continue to flourish, did really, really well. Um, invested in mentors for myself, worked out all the things not to do, worked all the things to do. And that's one of the biggest things I help people now with our um, fitness business mastermind, seven figure scaling systems. Because the most important thing I tell people is not what to do, it's what not to do. Because the amount of time you can waste going down the wrong rabbit hole of doing stupid shit, which I've done all of that, um, is a huge, huge red, red flag, which is gonna hold you back. Now, to talk about um, one of the worst things that happened to me in terms of my business career, which was pretty mortifying at the time, I think it was ju- summer of June, July of like 2021, maybe. I was pretty stressed at the time, so, I'd taken, like, so i taken nice planned, like okay, with my wife at the time, I was like, I'm gonna, we're going to go to London, we're going to stay in the Mandarin Oriental, Oriental, uh, Mandarin Oriental Hotel, take some time out and like enjoy ourselves, and I was trying to relax. So I was like okay to go and do that I need to go work out really early so I'm going to train legs at like seven thirty 30 8 am got up at 5 to 8 eat checked my emails that morning and it turns out I had an email from Stripe who are payment processor who were basically going to shut my business down I also had an email from a third-party software company use and um, basically saying like hey Charlie we warned you about this you're fucked your business is over and essentially what happened was that um, with payment processors like Stripe whoever they need to keep their payment dispute rate below 1%, otherwise credit card companies like Amex, Mastercard, Visa won't work with them. And what happened was I had a lower ticket program, which we call Shred and Eight, um, which you can still sign up for. Um, what was happening with that is we were getting too many payment disputes. So someone would sign up for a program, it'd be monthly payments, and they'd take out like 10 payment disputes. My dispute rate would be off the chart, and they warned me about this, and I was like, ah, it'd be fine, fine. And I didn't really like deal with it. So. That for me was a very traumatic process because I was like, fuck, I'm not gonna be able to bring any income in. I'm not really gonna be able to like, we gonna lose all our recurring revenue. I'm not gonna be able to do any transactions. I was like, this is a major problem. And also two months before this, I just bought a property in Dubai as an investment property, invested a ton of money in crypto. So it's also conveniently the, probably the worst time where I had the lowest amount of funds. Now, that's one of the big lessons I also learned from this experience is that Having a war chest of money on the side is always important, particularly the bigger your business gets because the higher overheads are in terms of staff and expenses. So if you have something like this happen, you've got time because I know if I have time, I can solve any problem. Now with this issue, I managed to sweet talk working with this company in terms of letting Stripe let us continue to operate with them. Uh, and they are an amazing platform. So I can't complain about in that respect, uh, but I did lose 20,000 pounds a month in reoccurring revenue, which is obviously a shitload of money. That's like quarter of a million pounds a year, which obviously was painful. But as a lesson learned. So hopefully that's some knowledge for you. Now, from that point onwards, um, working with various mentors and various different things, we managed to scale our business up very dramatically to be doing multiple seven figures. And within that like process happened, was the biggest change to me was how do I go from being, I hate the word fucking influencer, someone called me the other day, but like an influencer, solopreneur to like a CEO and starting to employ people, manage teams and run everything like a slick operation, because as your business scales, you will have what's called friction of scale. So things will start to get complicated, things will start to break, things won't start to work. Like if you've got a system that works with 50 clients, it probably won't work when you've got 500 or a thousand, which we quickly ran into. So there's a saying, and that's new levels, new devils. And we came to that very, very quickly. So from that point of view, one of the best things that I did was being in part of a network of people who also have these issues or having a mentor who could help me being like, okay, this is how you overcome this challenge. And that's why like, even to this day, I continue to get mentorship and people who are ahead of me to give me the guidance and to save me making the mistakes that I've made in the past or mistakes that they've maybe made and give me some wisdom and guidance. I remember being a young man being one of the key things thinking about was like, what well, the fuck's life experience? Like that means nothing. The older I get, the more I realize the power of wisdom and experience in different situations um, gives you a better ability to make decisions. Now, if you look at the most successful people in the world, if you look at say, for example, Warren Buffett, he does very little. All he does is like read three, four hours a day, but he makes one to two big decisions a year, which make him billions and billions of dollars. And that's very much the same thing you need to do within your fitness business as starts to scale, is the key thing is making the right decisions, at the right times, bringing the right people, firing the right people, <laughs> firing the wrong people. Um, and then with that instance, I would also say one of the biggest things I've learned is that um, you need to hire slow and fire fast. At the beginning, we were hiring people, just anyone I could get in who I knew, who I thought might be able to do a job for us. The reality, that was a huge mistake and we've had to churn over certain people to try and find the right team. Now, the number one thing that I learned also recently within our business is you need to have trust. If you do not have trust with your employees and those around you and create that family environment, you will not be able to have a business that can run by itself and doesn't need you to be dragged into it. Now, from that point on view, I think it was in 2021 where I started to get very much into like really liking to buy, loving to buy. It's like the best place in the world in terms of from a fitness point of view start of January 2022 just nearly a year and a week ago uh, I had probably the lowest point in my life I decided to move to Dubai uh, and in, because I love it here um, best in my fitness I love sunshine didn't really like UK didn't want to pay tax um, it's just a better lifetime than what I really wanted and an inspiring network of people here but I had probably the lowest point of my life in terms of I remember on the Wednesday um, saying to my previous partner, look, I'm going to Dubai. Like, you can either come or you can't come. Um, I knew she was going to say she didn't want to go. So we ended up getting divorced. Thursday, I had to give up my house and my personal possessions I'd spent the last 12 years accumulating and basically of my life paying for, and including like a really nice house, uh, also some really nice cats. Um, day after that, whilst in the Doubletree Hilton in Con- Kingston hotel, just about to speak on a big podcast. My Instagram account gets disabled, which is our, was our primary lead generation income source at the time. Now, as you can imagine, this was pretty shit. I can't really think of another way to spell it. So obviously my personal life, and business life starts to implode very quickly. From that point of view, that also taught me one of the biggest life lessons from there is to like always be humble because at some point, probably two, three months before that, like we'd had our record months in terms of revenue. Like we're doing crazy numbers with everything. And I almost thought like I was walking on water and untouchable and probably get something a bit of an ego. This brought me back down to earth very quickly and how quickly the rug can be pulled from under your feet. And it's made me much more humble and much more willing to help other people. And I'd say my life mission and the biggest skills that I have and gift I have is the ability to help people maximize their potential, whether it's within their fitness business, uh, within their own personal fitness, or just within their mindset. So that for me was a very challenging period of time. Very fortunately, uh, one of our wonderful uh, one wonderful followers and clients now, Greg, uh, actually worked for Facebook and managed to get my Instagram account back, which was phenomenal. I can remember the exact moment being in a coffee shop in London about to speak at a public event. And I literally just like jumped up and down like I'd won the lottery, so it's wonderful. Something that will stick in my memory. Um, from there, moved to Dubai, and I've been here now for a year, and I can truly say this is the best place in the world. If you're a fitness entrepreneur, this is the place you need to be. In terms of the only drawbacks for me, summer's hot as arseholes, uh, and the time zone for me is in terms of the US and Mexico is difficult in terms of um, how that works with calls and logistics. So talking about Mexico, actually ironically, one of the stories I've skipped is we also set up within the scaling of our business, um, a call center. So with any business, you're going to have three different wheels of it. So you're going to have lead generation, fulfillment, and sales. So at any point, you're constantly going to be working on one of these. So most people get stuck at lead generation. They can't generate leads, they can't generate traffic. If you start to scale that like crazy, you run into the next problem, which is sales. So if you sell your programs over the phone, then you're going to be stuck in a situation where you're not going to be able to handle the amount of sales calls coming or consultation calls. I remember at one point, I was doing like 30 calls a week and it was just like madness. Plus like doing 200 check-ins a week, whatever. Um, And at that point, I was like, okay, um, I need some help with this. I need to build a team. So I was like, who do I know who's really good at sales? At that point, COVID was happening. My best friend uh, from school, Jack, lived in Mexico. Now, Jack works in Timeshare, so he's very good at sales. And obviously, with COVID happening, didn't have any work. So I was like, this is what I'm thinking of doing, this is what I need help with, could you help? He's like, yes, 100%, I also know some other people can help. And we basically start to build a team from that. So from that, that removed bottleneck number two, which was in terms of being able to sell people. From number three, once we started to be able to crank leads, we managed to convert them, number three in terms of fulfilling this, this actually brought us the next challenge. We were signing up at one point, like 10 clients a day. And we were at the point where like, our coaches couldn't handle anymore. And I remember hiring like seven coaches in 10 days, which in hindsight was a terrible decision, but that was my own naivety in business. And we rode the storm and everything was fine. But the big thing I say for you, whatever's holding you back in your business right now is either going to be one of those three points. You need to identify what that bottleneck is, remove that, and that's going to help take you to another level. And that's one of the key things I do working with people in uh, seven-figure scaling systems is like my zone, the genius is business strategy and identifying like what you should do next, when and how. So then you can operate and execute that to then move to the next level. So from there, um, one of the best things that happened to me whilst moving to Dubai was being the right network. Now, within that network uh, was actually a great friend of mine and now Mastermind client, Antoine. So Antoine, I knew from some previous business network and groups and masterminds I was part of. And he basically, in a lot of respects, like just said, look, I want you to help me with my business. I'll pay you whatever, whatever you want. At that point, I was like, I'd been thinking about doing like fitness business coaching and fitness mastermind for a while because I love talking about business. I'm really passionate about it. I could talk about it all day long. Um, and I can genuinely add huge amounts of value to people. So I was like, and one of the reasons I didn't do it to be honest with you was because I was worried about what other people would say and I was also worried about what some of my friends who were business coaches would say or them falling out with me which we can come on to in another minute but um, with that I credit Antoine for starting basically the mastermind because he reached out to me I started coaching he was like you know what I love this this is so much fun and for me it's like the game of strategy and like chess with business. So credit to him. From there, we started Seven Fig Scaling Systems, which is absolutely blown up the last six months. And we've had the pleasure of helping coaches all over the world blow up their business. And from that point onwards, we will be continuing to grow that throughout the rest of 2023. So we can have as much impact um, and change as many lives as possible. So one of the things that I really want to focus on uh, with my life is how much I can change other people's lives, which is why I start the fitness business because I take a huge amount of fulfillment and like that warm, fuzzy feeling when, um, someone gets results within the business or within the fat loss journey, because they used to be fat. But the reality is that I knew I couldn't do this alone. So it's like, okay, we have say for example, a thousand clients in c coaching, so we can have a thousand people, but it's like, okay, if I help hundred, 200 trainers get to a thousand clients how many more people can help. So that's generally our mission now, is help more trainers have impact, to change more lives, to help people have a better life, be confident, be happy, and have the best life they have. So plans for this podcast, we're gonna be talking through exactly what I do from our own fitness business, in terms of scaling, managing the team, lead generation, operations, sales, absolutely everything. So we're you golden nuggets and gems that we teach within our mastermind, which we actually run within our business. And our biggest USP is the fact that, guess what? actually have an online fitness business so all these business fitness mentors out there who are like selling basically shit of like okay um you want to get more clients you need to post more on instagram you need to be a better coach it's like okay yeah you need to do those things but fairly fucking obvious to be honest with you. And the reason I can give people insights in terms of what's working right now, not what worked two, three years ago, is because we're actively doing every single day in terms of we still have a fitness business operating. So that's how we can help you because we actually have skin in the game doing it every day. Unlike these older mentors who aren't actually running an online fitness business or never have done, which is an important thing to think about. So this is the first episode of the podcast wrapped up. As you remember from the start of this, if you would like to win a free pace on the Seven Figure Scaling System Mastermind, Please leave us a five-star review, subscribe, and share this podcast to your stories. I will pick five people within four weeks' time. And if you're interested in joining seven-figure scaling systems mastermind, uh, message me on my main IG account, scale, to find out how we can help you.